Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the Old You vs. New You radio podcast. I'm your host. Y'all know who I am. Thank you guys for joining me for this episode. I appreciate you guys for joining me. A little bit about me. I am a certified recovery life coach. All about helping people in their past, their journeys, their purpose to a new and better you through self-discovery. I help people... When it comes to, of course, my podcast, finding your inner peace and tranquility. And if you guys want to check out that podcast, please go to Spreaker.com forward slash finding your inner peace and tranquility. If you want to hear more, you can go to Apple, Spotify, Cashbox, Google, and multiple other streaming companies where you can see my podcast as well as Spreaker. I'm a certified recovery life coach, all about helping people in their paths, their journeys, and their purpose to a new and better you through self-discovery. Now, I help people with financial recovery, emotional recovery, spiritual recovery, mental and psychologically, internal and external when it comes to your health, as far as overall health and wellness. I help people when it comes to relationships. Anything that's going to damage your overall health and wellness internally, those are the things I help you with as far as recovering from. A lot of people tell you that recovery is a certain amount of time when in all actuality it's not. Because there are different components when it comes to um, your overall health and wellness that basically may need recovery. Now... Mental recovery and emotional recovery, psychological recovery, um, and spiritual recovery 
is completely different than internal and external when it comes to your physical health. Two different entities. So even though you might break your arm, you might break your leg, it doesn't mean that mentally you recover just because physically your ACL is fine, but it doesn't mean you can't re-injure it. So if you don't take the time to let it heal and trying to push it, you're going to end up making the wrong choices. Now, why is this important? Because of the topic that I'm going to be discussing. Finding your inner peace and tranquility despite your past choices and decisions, actions, and behavior. I I couldn't put all that in there. Now, whatever choices you make, whatever decisions you make, regardless of why you make them, There are consequences, okay? So if you, when you're younger, don't look at the older version of yourself and how things are going to affect you when you're older, that is going to be a problem. So I'll use me. Now, I would have never thought I wouldn't have been able to drive. I would have never thought that I would have been depending on people. I would have never thought that I would have had issues with this side of my neck. Um, I got to go this Friday to get my breasts looked at. I would have never thought I would have had all these medical issues when I was younger. And the one thing we don't teach our kids to look at is their future and the present. Because if you don't look at the present and the future, the past is going to make a lot of the wrong mistakes. And when it came to finding my inner peace and tranquility... I had to understand that. So everything I do in my present that is of today affects tomorrow. Whatever happens tomorrow affects the day after. So it's not just about living in the moment. It's also about what's going to happen later on down the line. So for example, when you have sex with somebody and you don't use a condom... Or even if you have sex with them at all, you don't understand what comes after the fact. We have to stop thinking in the moment and start thinking further ahead. So let me explain. Let's say somebody come to you and they say to you, um, let's go to the store. And you're like, for what? Why are we going to the store? Oh, I want to get something to drink. So you go to the store. And then they say, let's go to the bank. So you go to the bank. You're thinking you're, they're going into the bank to go buy something. Come to find out they actually robbed the bank. And now it's a question of what are you going to do? Are you going to tell on them? Or are you going to keep their secret? And what happens and what we tend to do as human beings, we tend to make decisions and not thinking about the consequences and repercussions, even if they're minor situations. So if you're in a situation, let's say I'll use a man, for example. Let's say there's a man that has children with a woman that gives them a hard time. I know a few men like this that are going through this. So it's not just one particular person. So let's just say they get with these women 
they these women are basically I would say I don't have anything negative to say about them because I don't know them personally but let's say based on what they told you these women that they're with they married for the wrong reason they probably shouldn't have married okay so let's just say that you have a situation where two people get divorced and this person that is the woman decides that she's going to give this person the hardest time so let's just say she continues to move from place to place to place to place to place let's say i have another situation where i may have another friend that may be going through something as far as him doing everything and the mother of his children not doing anything when it comes to the, little, the child. Okay? Two scenarios. Now, one of them you told not to get married. One of them you said, don't get married. Because if you marry her, it's going to be the biggest mistake you ever made in your life. But no, they made the choice to do it. And now they're miserable. But mind you, it might be a situation where they may not be having sex no more. It might be a situation where he's doing everything. So like I said, there's two sides. Of every, there's three sides. It's your side, their side, and, and the truth. Other situation is you got two people back and forth in court. And it's like this person moves. You can't do anything. Um, you're in a situation where the baby mama controls everything. Because if she moves, she's moving out the way to make your life a living hell. Now, you feel the solution is to go and move out of the country. But you got kids. Now, let me say it like this here from a life coach perspective. Number one, I'm going to tell you, you can't run. You made a choice. And I tell men this all the time. You made choices. Y'all sit up here and have sex with women and don't even think about the consequences and repercussions. You base women based upon looks and then you wonder why you're going through hell. Because of the women that you chose, the women who you have wronged, and the women you have played games with. And now you're mad because you can't do what you want to do because this woman controls the narrative. So uh, all these men that be dating these women outside that outside your race gonna go through way worse than what you would go through with a black woman because these white women ain't playing with y'all. These white women is going to make your life a living hell. And I ain't mad at it. But this is what happens when you have people dating outside their race and not understanding that you're gonna pay more in child support She's going to be able to move wherever she wants to move. And it ain't going to be nothing you can do about it. And then the worst part about it, if you two can't even get along, do you know who suffers? The children. Then you have people that have the children at a young age. And now they want to do what they want to and not understanding that you can't. Um, well, didn't nobody tell you to have kids. Didn't nobody tell you to lay down with a man and have kids and, and you're not married. Now, 
There are people that, yes, they're irresponsible and they have sex without condoms. You have people that are on birth control pills and the birth control pills don't work. They get pregnant. You have women that even have the um, the thing in their arm and the other thing that goes up in your JJ, and they still end up getting pregnant. So some people are not getting pregnant because they're trying to trap a man like a lot of these women in the industry trying to do. A lot of these groupies and a lot of these side chicks trying to do. It's just like even with a side chick. You have a side chick that basically goes and she basically goes to your wife and tells your wife that she's sleeping with you. Or even vice versa. And now you don't want to accept the consequences and repercussions to your actions and your behavior and your choices and your decisions. But guess what? You made them. There's no running from your choices and decisions. There is no, I'm going to go run and go to another country. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go and get another woman. So you're going to bring another woman into your chaos. So you, what people need to understand is you can't run. When you have children, there is no running. You can't run. You can't go nowhere. You're stuck. It is about them. And see, what happens is when you have a lot of men in the military that have children, they're constantly moving from place to place and they're constantly going from place to place. So being that they're going from place to place, they don't think about their kids and the fact that they have met friends in this one place and now they have to move again. They make friends, they got to move to another place and another place. But it's beyond their control because of the fact of their parents' job. So understand what I'm saying. You can't have kids if you're, you're still having a regular nine to five job. It ain't going to work. Because if you're going to be there for these kids, then you need to be there for these kids. So I'm not blaming a lot of people that are homeschooling their kids. I'm not mad at it. I think that you should. But at the end of the day, the way society is, is just about people working. And the reality of it is, I understand a lot of people want to go outside of the United States. I even get it and I even understand it. But if you got little ones, you can't do that. These are the things you need to think about before you have kids. You need to think about that I have dreams and I have goals and I got all these things. Because if you and that person separate, you're talking about drama. You got to get a kid every other week. And for men, it's different than women. I had my child 365 days a year. Because me and my son's father were not- Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not married. So because we were not married, we didn't have to go through all of these every other week and going to court and custody. Mm-mm. How we worked it out was I kept him during the year. He came and got him every other holiday and got him on the summer. And that's the only time he got him. I remember when my son's father came to me and said that I had to move, that he had to move because he was getting in trouble. And he told me recently, a few months back, that if he wouldn't have moved, he would have died. He'd have been dead, which I believe. Now, I could have sat here and said, well, no, you can't go. What about your child? What about this? What about that? I said, go ahead and go. After everything he's been through, I told him to leave. Because where we lived at, he'd have never made it. I remember in 2015, I came to Florida. And we went to, I think it was um, Kissimmee. And we just came down. We didn't even go to Disney World. We just came down for my birthday, me and my ex. And I told him I wanted to move here. Because one of his friends took me downtown to the clubs and everything. And they took me to a few other places. We saw the mall and I, and I was mad because I couldn't buy anything because everything was so expensive. It was one of them, them malls that the rich people go to that I couldn't go to. But we had so much fun. We went to these clubs. We went down there. We had a great time. And I said, I want to move. And I remember I told my mom and him I want to move. And my mom like, no, you can't just move because your son is not old enough to move. At the time, I didn't have cap service at the time. My baby just got cap, cap services. Now... I was devastated. And then shortly after, me and my son's father separated. I lived in North Carolina for since I was 11 years old, just until recently. Now, what makes it hard is when you have a child with a disability, they're gonna, you're going to have them the rest of your life. And I remember when I couldn't drive. And I remember that I would get in a car and I couldn't even drive literally out of the neighborhood. And what a lot of people don't understand is having a medical condition is way worse than having children. And the reason I want to talk about this is because medical conditions are a whole lot worse because there's nothing you can do about it. No matter how much your mind wants to do something, your body's like, no. Well, same thing with kids. No matter how much you want to do something, your kids are like, "Mm mm-mm, not happening. So no matter how much you and your wife want to have sex and how much you want to go back to being adults, no, you're a different type of adult. You're now parents. You have to pick your child, your children's mother and father wisely. And you should not be having children until you're ready to have children. Now, is it easy to watch all your other girlfriends and all your friends going out to the clubs and you can't go because you got a kid? Is it fun that now you have to work a regular job versus going to college and having a college experience? Yeah. Is it fun that you can't go to bike week and you can't go to here and you can't go there and everywhere? Oh, McDonald's. No, it's not fun. But at the end of the day, welcome to your reality. As a recovery life coach, I have to tell you like it is. We made these choices in our younger years. 
that we're now paying for in our older years. Because when you have kids older, it's different than having them when you were younger. Because here's the thing. When you're older, you should be prepared to settle down. You should be prepared to have a wife and kids and all of that. But when you're younger, all you want to do is rip and run. Now, I get that with the food here in the United States and the cost of living and the recession, we all just want to get up and go. But some of y'all can't do that because you're not with the mother of your children. Whereas others that are couples that have children that can get up and go. Some of them do have their own businesses and can transfer their businesses to that country and make money because they're bringing something that's going to contribute to that country. Now, a lot of people don't think to do that. A lot of people don't think to create a business and then go overseas and then say, okay, I, I have medical billing experience. I have this experience. I have that experience. And you're able to work overseas. So when you work for somebody that's overseas, or even in a staffing company, you still can leave the United States because you're not happening to go into the office if you work online. But at the end of the day, I'm a realist. It was hard for me not to want to go and pack up and move. But I couldn't just bring my child with me in a place that I had no idea if I was going to survive or not. I had people since I was little telling me I can't do something. And what stuck with me with every time I would try to do something, I would think to myself, oh my God, I'm a failure. If I do this, I'm not going to do well. It, I, I'm still breaking myself out of that habit. I am. So even though I can't drive right now, I have to accept the fact I can't drive right now until I find out what's going on with my neck and everything else I got going on. But I'm sitting still. Sometimes God is telling you to sit your butt still. Don't go nowhere. Sometimes it's not meant for you to move. There's a reason you can't move. It's a reason you can't get there. Because right now it ain't meant for you to go there. Because right now it is meant for you to heal. It is meant for you to stay put. Because sometimes we just can't. Even though our mind says, I want to go to the Bahamas. I want to go here. Financial is like, uh-uh, we ain't going. How you going to go to the Bahamas and we don't have enough money in our pocket? A lot of us wish to God we could have went to the Beyonce concert. Couldn't go because we couldn't afford it. A lot of us are thinking ahead. A lot of us are like, we're in a God-forsaken recession. Why the world would I want to go see Beyonce for? So I need people to, to understand that it is not easy to just because your mind saying, I want to go and live here, it doesn't mean you can do it. And that's just the reality of it. Because if you were really thinking about this is what I really want to do, then guess what? None of us would have had kids. We wouldn't have had kids. We wouldn't have had sex. We wouldn't have met all these people that changed our lives and messed up our lives. We want to give all these men all these all this money. Y'all, let me let me let me talk about it. If I didn't take care of men the way I did, I probably would have had thirty thousand dollars in my pocket. 
30000 to $50,000 of money in my pocket. Now imagine what I could do with that $30,000, $50,000 that other people got that I ain't never going to get back. You think about all the people who you took care of, all the people whose rent you paid, all the people who you put stuff in your name and now your credit is messed up. Do you know what would have happened if I would have thought about that? I probably could buy a house right now. But no, I made the choice to help people and now I'm broke. Did I think about that at the time? No, I was thinking about I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to show this person why we should be together. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to cook and clean. It's just like all the people that get HIV. They probably wish they never touched the pipe. A lot of people that done drugs probably wish to God I never ever got on drugs in the first place. Coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But we didn't think about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas back then. We didn't think about how these things were going to affect us 18 years because kids are 18 plus years. Now, money, you can replace the money. But if you continue to give money to the same type of people, you're going to get the same results. So even though, yes, I would love to go to Bali. I would love to go to Bahamas. I would love to go here. I would love to get married. But guess what? That's not my reality. That is not my reality because I made choices that I have to live with. And I have to accept those choices. And a part of recovery, that is what you have to do. You have to accept the choices you made. You chose the person you chose. Y'all have a baby now. The person's not there. Or the other person giving you help. You got to live with it. Because in your 40s, you're going to be dealing with the damage of 40 years. Because 40 is when everything shuts down. This is when you come to the realization that how much you screwed your life up. 30, you start to begin to see it. Because 30 is always, what the hell was I thinking? But in your 40s, that's when physically you gonna feel it. That's when you're like, I can't believe I did this. This is when you go to the doctor and they tell you, oh, by the way, you got cancer. This is when they tell you, oh, by the way, you got diabetes. This is when they tell you, oh, well, you got this. You going through all of this with doctors and they're telling you, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. When you know something wrong with you. But you're in a city, in a state where they're incompetent. So then you have to go somewhere else and they're telling you, oh, you got this wrong, that wrong, this wrong, that wrong. Like, what? Stuff that could have been treated years ago, but was never treated. So what do you do? What do you do when you're someone that was independent, self-sufficient and able to do things on your own and now you can't do nothing on your own? It's just like all these people that come home with PTSD that came from being sane to being insanity after going to work, going to war. <clears throat> when you got people that were able to take care of themselves and now they have to depend on other people to take them where they need to go. What do you, what do you do? How do you find your inner peace and tranquility when you can't even get in your car and drive? When you can't even walk because you were hurt based upon an injury. When you can't even 
Your child is never going to get married because they're autistic or because they got a disability. That child is the last of your descendant. So you may not ever have another descendant after you. Which is part of the reason I do these videos because I don't have a descendant. And so because I'm not, I may or may not have a grandkid, I have to be able to deal with things for what they are. So when you get sick, you learn to accept things for what they are and you can't change what is, you can't change what, what happened in the past. You can only change tomorrow. Now, I thank God I didn't have any more kids because I put that in God's hands, thank the Lord. But for me to be able to move, it took March to make that happen. It took me saving money. It took the pandemic. It took me saving up money to move. And I thought when I got here, I would be able to go out, go to movies, go out to eat, have some fun, go to the beach. You know where I'm at? Stuck in the house. Stuck in the house. Can't go nowhere. And you would think I would be upset about it. But I'm not because that's my circumstance. I have an eye appointment on Saturday. I got to change my doctor's appointment because I have to get this this done. The x-ray and the um, ultrasound on this breast here. Because they said they found follicle, a follicle mass where my nipples are at. And they just want to make sure there's nothing there. Because they said one of my breasts is bigger than the other. Believe me, I had to do some research trying to figure out what it is. But they didn't say it was a lump, thank God. But they just want to make sure both my breasts are the same size. And there's nothing wrong and that everything is okay. Found that I had pre-diabetes. But you know what I've been doing? I've been saying to myself and having long talks with God. Every it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Single day. Because I'm in four, four walls and I don't have nobody to talk to. So I've talked to God, and God has been who I talk to every day. God is how I'm 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 keeping from going insane and and having and you know losing my mind. I I would have never thought in a million years that I would be in a situation where I couldn't drive. Never thought in a million years that I would be in a situation where I couldn't dance. Where I feel like I can't move. Never thought in a million years that I would be in this circumstance. 
Hold on one second, y'all. I don't I hear something, but I don't know what it is. And I'm praying that it's not a lizard. Because then I'm going to have to call animal control. There's a lot of lizards where I live at. Sorry. So anyway, I never thought that being a people pleaser, I would take on so much weight. Other people's weight. And I remember when I had a a psychic person come to me. And they said to me, they said, you've been cursed. I've been cursed. Yeah, you tell me, look at my face, I'm like, I've been cursed. But then when they were talking, I realized what they meant when they said I was cursed. Y'all hear something, give me a second. Something, but I, oh, okay. Hold on a second. I knew I heard something. Hold on. A wasp. I knew I kept hearing something, and I knew I wasn't crazy. Hold on, let me get it wrong. I'm still keep talking while I'm doing this, but uh, I knew I kept hearing something, and I thank God that I caught it because. part of the problem of why I could not my throat is the way it is now <sighs> having somebody to put their hands on you slips and falls car accidents you would never think it would affect you long term but it does my friend's mom has this um, thing where she has chronic pain. I'm not sure how she got it. I can't remember the name of it. But there are different forms of chronic pain. I can only imagine how she's feeling and I can relate to it. Because pain... So the reason I want to talk about pain for a minute is because it also goes into the where I'm going with this in the end. Pain in your body internally it shifts so regardless of how the pain originally started it's gonna move 
So even if you tore your ACL, broke your leg, broke your arm, whether you got hit in the back of your neck, there is damage internally. There is internal damage. And once you hurt something, it's never the same. So what happens is once pain enters your body, regardless of how it got there, it's going to move. And for me, it was originally here, in the lower part of my back. Then it went to this part, in this, this area here. And now it's up here, and it's up here in this area. So pain is going to find a place for it to rest. It's going to find a place for it to, to move around. Because pain needs a host. It needs a place for it to host itself. And with pain, there's no getting around it. So the only thing that happens is when you have your ACL and you tear it, the pain is just going to move. So you're going you're gonna to have pain because you've opened the door to pain because of an injury. That injury is not going to do them to shift things all the way around. So when you live with chronic pain, you don't have time for mental or emotional pain. But what you learn is your mind and body just are not connected because the decisions that your mind makes affects this part here. It affects it. It impacts it. So recovery is not a specific time. You'll be living with pain the rest of your life. The only way you can recover from it is to learn how to live with it. Learn how to deal with it, learn to accept it, and learn to treat it. That's all you can do. Because even though you may think by tearing an ACL that you can go back and play football, you're, you're still not the same. You're not the same once something is broken. You're not the same because mentally you're all of a sudden broken. So when you're a kid and you've been sexually assaulted or abused or emotionally or mentally broken, you will be broken. So we focus on our health far as physically, but we don't focus on our health mentally. So when you deal with chronic pain, you're going to deal with this because the last thing you want is both of these with pain. There's a balance here. This and this is balanced. So if your nervous system is messed up and you're losing your nerves, then the brain doesn't know when you're in pain. And that's where panic attacks come from because panic attacks come from some reason the mind and the body are not connecting and the mind does not know that something is wrong physically. So even though you make choices mentally, physically, your body's going to react to it. So if somebody tells you you're fat and you've been taught that when somebody says you're fat, that you just have to accept it, then guess what? You're going to accept it. When you're told that you have to be a people pleaser, then that's what you're going to be. But you don't understand how that affects your internal body. So even though you may not have bruises anymore from scars it doesn't mean you're not going to have bruises on the inside of your leg. Just because you may not be physically sick, 
It doesn't mean your organs and your lungs and your kidneys and your cells and your white blood cells, red blood cells, tissues, the blood system. It doesn't mean there's not things that are wrong. So don't think that because a person looks fine, it doesn't mean they're fine. There are a lot of people that seem normal that are nowhere near normal. So even though they don't have anything externally wrong, it doesn't mean that internally they don't have scoliosis, they don't have diabetes, they don't have um, leukemia or HIV or full-blown AIDS. It doesn't mean anything of, of the sort. Now, the question is, how do you find your inner peace and tranquility through all of that? How do you do it? Well, you have to learn to live with it, number one. Because even if you get rid of cancer, it doesn't mean cancer is not going to spread somewhere else, as we have found. You had Chad Bozeman that had cancer in his prostate, and then it came back, and then he ended up having to deal with stage four cancer. But what inspires me is the fact that Chad Bozeman, despite the fact of him having stage four cancer, he did all of these movies that he did. So he always inspires me that no matter what I'm going through, I can't let that diagnosis stop me from achieving the things that I want to achieve. But at the same time, sometimes you just got to be patient because God is saying, look, I need you to sit still for a minute. I need you to sit here. Okay. You done sat up here. You done done all this stuff. for All these people stop. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Right in your tracks because you're destroying yourself. You're killing yourself. You're abusing yourself. And that's what being a people pleaser does. You abuse yourself. And you start going through post-traumatic slave disorder. Um, you start finding out that you have all this weight. And you don't see it. It's invisible weight. It is spiritual weight that is on you from other people that you have taken care of. Other people who you've done something for. Your body eventually gives out on you because you're doing so much for everybody else and not you. So when this doctor told me that, it changed my whole entire perspective. And God was like, I'm going to strip you of everything. So if you go back to the story of Job, y'all don't understand the reason that why God stripped Job. He didn't strip Job because Job didn't deserve what he had. God stripped Job to see his loyalty to God, to see if he was going to be loyal. And there are other times where God will strip you because you're taking care of negative people and negative people are dragging you down these situations and... You think the negative people are going to leave you alone. No, negative people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to leave you alone. They don't know how to let you be. No, they want to see you die. So I'm going to say it. Negative people want to see you dead. And I'm going to explain why. If you look at all the people who have lost their lives in general. Let's, 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 break, let's break it down for a minute. All right. You have a man... That's what a woman that has put his hands on this woman for years. 
she decides to leave. You would think that considering he's been beating on this woman, that he really doesn't want this woman because he keeps beating on her. So now she's finally tired of being beaten. She decides that she wants to leave the relationship, takes the kids and leaves, but he can't accept it. He can't accept the fact she's gone, but yet she leaves. So what he decides to do is find out where she is, go to a car, shoot her child in her arms. She's protecting her child. Luckily, the child didn't get shot because, you know, God protects babies. What would have happened if that little girl would have got shot? The woman loses her life and then he takes his own life. Ain't you being a coward? So you're going to take somebody else's life and then realize what you did and then turn around. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm trying to take yours because you don't want to deal with the consequences and repercussions. Not understanding you're going to hell. Your soul going to hell because you took somebody's life. So that consequence is going to be way worse than you just going to jail. But in this person's mind, it's like, if I can't have you, nobody can. So after I take your life, I'm just going to take mine. You have a lot of people that do things negative and they don't never think about the consequences and repercussions of the actions. They just do it. And then when it ends up, when they come to the realization, oh my God, what have I done? It's like saying the devil took over you. Maybe, maybe the devil did. But taking somebody's life, what exactly is that going to do? And you taking your own life, you still don't think you're going to have to deal with consequences and repercussions. Well, guess what? You are. At the end of the day, we all, whether or not it's our fault or not, there are consequences. When you choose to walk out that door and you interact with people, there will be consequences. Even if you getting ready to do a left turn and somebody ain't paying attention and they run into your car, there's still consequences. You're just dealing with someone else's consequences. Unfortunately. Now, the one thing about me, I've never been selfish. I'm not a selfish person. So, oh, I hate to discuss this, but I need to. So, I'm going to give you an example of who I am. I am someone... I hate asking anybody for anything. I really do. I'm not used to people doing anything for me. I'm used to being the one always doing something. I'm always the one that's used to having to prove stuff to people and proving that I'm worthy of being with. And I'm the one that always helps people out, give them money. And now that I can't do anything for people, it's like nobody calls me. Nobody calls and checks on me to make sure I'm okay. If they do call me, it's for something. My mom was the only one that called me besides my friend that called me and checks on me. And she always says, I miss you. I 
want you to come home. I'm not coming home. No. Not coming home. But I had a fight today. I had a fight. I hate fighting. And I'm saying this because I feel like I need to get this off my chest. Um, and this is this is an example of my own recovery, so I'm gonna use me as an example. The old me would have done anything to make a person stay. So I'm gonna tell y'all where this is coming from. I don't wanna hold nobody back. I don't. I don't wanna hold anybody back from anything they wanna do, whether I'm in a relationship with them or not. I love people enough to let them go. Um, I'm not somebody that has a problem with my friends, have other friends. I don't care if they have other friends or not, don't care. Um, I am one of these people. I try to pe- treat people as adults. Um, if you're not happy, then I don't want you to stay somewhere that you don't want to be. When I got here, where I'm, my location is now, I was really looking forward to going out and doing things and spending time with this particular person. And instead, they decide they want to go elsewhere. And I really thought that when I came here, they were going to want to go and do things with me, like go to a movie, go out to eat, do all of these things. But instead, they have went elsewhere. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't for legitimate reasons. I get it. But... I feel like this person eventually is going to leave and they're never going to come back. And I'm in a place where I don't have anybody. I don't have any friends. I don't have... I'm pretty much by myself. So, I wish to God I could drive right about now because I would be going to all these different places that I have seen where I'm at that I would love to go visit. I am... When I travel, when I move somewhere, I like to go to museums. I like to go to different restaurants and try different foods. I like to go to the beach. There was one place I wanted to go to so bad and I could not go. And I'm so mad because I can't go. Um, It's a place where it's a beach area. And they have all these different restaurants, stores. And it's a really nice beach. And she said that I would love it because I would be able to get food based on allergies and things like that. Um, but because I have so many allergies, it's hard for me to eat. And this, in November, I have to go and get an allergy test because I had to reschedule my appointment. Now, this is how I am about situations. I plan. I'm a, I'm a planner. <laughs> I am a planner. I plan in advance. I don't plan last minute. I plan in advance based around people's schedules because I don't like to last minute do something and the person don't know that I have stuff going on. Um, well, I got into a fight because not, and I can't even say it's an argument. The person was doing something, right? I didn't want to intrude. When I got a text message when I was in the store, they said take an Uber home, which I was kind of irritated. So I'm like, I started to leave the groceries there. Because something in the back of my mind said leave the groceries there. You know, I didn't know this person had something else they had going on. 
So when I was going to the car, the car is like all the way back here. And I'm like, I'm in pain because mind you, I didn't get very much sleep last night. The person didn't know this. I had trouble breathing last night. And I could not sleep last night because I had trouble breathing. So going in there and getting all those groceries and then trying to, my heart was accelerating last night really, really bad. And didn't have to walk all the way up there. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it at all. That's why I wanted to pick my groceries up because I felt like it would be the easiest thing to do. Now, while I'm putting stuff in the car, I realized that the person has something to do. And I was like, putting this stuff in the car and it wouldn't fit. And mind you, I had like 10, 15 other bags. So when I looked in the car, he had, he had this stuff in the car. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just take the stuff back. Why? Because I was thinking in the back of my mind, okay, when you're doing something, not going to say per se what the person was doing, but they were doing something that was extremely important for their stuff. I felt like it would have been selfish of me to continuously continue to put the stuff in here knowing you're on the phone. Because I'm, I'm not rude like that. I'm not rude like that. I don't believe in, you know, because most of the time when I'm in a car, even when this person's on the phone, I don't say too much. I don't move because, I, I number one, I don't want to buy a thing and I'm listening to their conversation. And then number two, I'm trying to be considerate. I've always been a person and I can consider other people's feelings and I consider what other people were doing. And plus, I, and plus I realized I overspent. So it wasn't just that. So I said, you know what? I just take the stuff back. I just take the stuff back. Because I was like, I don't want to try to put stuff in here and make too much noise and mess up what this person has going on because I'm just not rude like that. Not rude at all. So now we're fighting. I'm like... I'm just being considerate of your feelings and considerate of what you were trying to do. Because most of the stuff I had was freezer stuff. But a lot of the stuff I shouldn't have bought in the first place, so it kind of worked out anyway. But I'm not someone that is selfish. I don't even know how to be selfish if I try. I don't even, I'm just, I'm not a selfish person. I am not, I've never been born that way. I've always learned to live without things. I've learned to live without a lot of things. And I've always put myself last. And I feel bad when I'm trying to do something and it interferes with other people and what it is they're trying to do. So I'll sacrifice and I'll be selfless and I'll just like, look, I, I just won't worry about it. But I had I had known the person was doing what they were doing, I would have told them to do that first and then... I could have went ahead and paid for my stuff and just went and got it. So I felt bad because I did not know the person was doing what they were doing until I saw the text message. But I thought by the time I got done, they would have been finished, but they were still on, they were still taking care of it. And I just didn't want to be rude. I have manners. I grew up with manners. But at the same time, that's not really what was bothering me though. I've learned, and it's one of the hardest lessons in recovery that you have to learn. If I break down crying, please forgive me. A person has to make you a priority. No matter how much you love somebody, no matter how much you want them, no matter how much 
you feel that you can make the person happy. Trying to hold on to somebody who doesn't want to be kept is not something I'm going to do. The old me would have tried to do that. Trying to make somebody love me or make somebody want to be in a relationship with me. So I'm going deep here. Um, my whole life I've been abused. Whether it's verbally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it doesn't matter. Just recently, I went after a sex cult. And I was attacked in the worst worst way possible. I have not had a chance to deal with that. I've always been the one that when I go through something, I think it's me. I think it's my fault. I think, what, what could I have done that was different? And then these dudes that I dated in my past. Well, I can't even say that. I, I can't even say that word. So let me say that. Dudes that I were involved with, I would ask them, what did I do? And they're like, it's, it's not you. It's me. And I felt stupid because I wasted time. I felt like I could have put time into something else. And in recovering, when I was talking to Miss Trisha about this, the lady that I that helped me to get my life coaching certification and helped me tremendously, I appreciate her. But I broke down crying because I was in so much pain because I hold things in because... I used to have depression, and when I had depression, I would put things in these compartments, and I let I let people abuse me because I had nobody to make me feel like I was worthy. Which, in terms, I understand why a lot of people ended up in drugs and alcohol, but I did not. I did not end up in drugs, did not end up in alcohol, didn't end up in any of that. Thank God. But codependency was something that I now realize I suffer from. Because codependency is a little bit different. Because codependency is you just want somebody to love you. You want somebody to see how good of a person that you are. But they don't see it. And so codependency is something... You're looking for something. And you think you found it. But the problem is, you're not the person they want it from. I learned that men want what they want, just not from women like me. I have learned that I will never have what the average female would have as far as a real relationship. I was watching a movie. Um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. The other day, and it was, um, I watch a lot of romantic comedies. I watch Hallmark, at least back. And I watch it because that's the closest thing to a relationship romantically that I will have. And that's what some of us do. We go in these fairy tale lands and we picture in our minds what it would be like to have that person to come home to. To have that person to to love us back the way we love them, to give them what they give us. You know, some of us are just givers. And a part of recovery is getting to the root of how you ended up on drugs and alcohol, codependency, um, all of these different things. And you realize it goes back to your parents. It goes back to them. And I realize the only two people that got to take care of me is my parents. That's it. They're the ones that gave birth to me. Um, So my parents will tell you they know nothing about my life. They know nothing about what I've been through. They know nothing about what I have experienced. I don't bring people into my, my situations. I don't bring nobody into my drama. I don't bring anybody into anything. But what happens is when you're doing these things alone, people think you're weak because of it. And they think they can attack you and they think they can hurt you. Not understanding you stand alone. But then when they go and they contact your family and they contact your job and they do all these things, what pisses you off is even though you stand alone, they still going to bring people involved that have nothing to do with it. But that's what people do. They go into your life and they tear your life to shreds. And I have been through this so much, but it's different forms of bullying. That's all it is. You're a positive person dealing with negative people. And even if you run... Even if you confront them, even though you ignore them, it ain't going to matter. They're still going to continue to do the same thing. There's no running from negative people. The only way they stop is when they get exposed. And that's what happened to my, my situation. They got exposed. So I want people to understand that finding your, in, your inner peace and tranquility, finding your way out of these crazy situations... Is not easy. But you really have to be one with yourself. You really got to accept things for what they are. And not what you want them to be. No matter how much you love somebody, that person may not love you back. And in recovery, it's going to be, I'm just going to let you go. Recovery is, I can't do this no more. Recovery is, I just want a divorce. Recovery is, me, myself, and I. Recovery is, it don't take you long to see these situations for what they are. When you find your inner peace within yourself, you're going to get rid of all of the chaos and all the destruction that comes into your world. But it don't mean it's not going to hurt. Recovering is about not letting your emotions react to things. You processing first what you're dealing with and you're dealing with the different emotions that you're dealing with and then you you deal with it. So I'm going to show you um give me a minute. Let me see if I can find it. There's a 
emotional, hold on, I'm putting the wrong area. So I'm going to show you this right quick. I'm going to find what I'm looking for first, and then I will um, pull it up. So give me a second, because you may not be able to see it. I'm hoping I can find it. They may not have it, but, um, okay, I'm going to use this for example. Give me a second. I'm going to share my screen. Bear with me a minute. Okay. This right here. How much am I feeling? Okay. Now, the first row, these bigger ones here, happy, sad, angry, interested, scared, tired, guilty, confident, worried, and proud. Okay, those are the major emotions that you have. There are more, but these are just the ones I'm using for example. Okay, now, as you can see here, you see content, content, glad, excited, ecstatic. Now, you're not just happy. <laughs> you're not just happy. So when you're going through these situations that you're dealing with, you need to decide on not only are you happy, but what form of happy are you? Are you ecstatic? Are you, are you thrilled? Are you excited? What exactly are you feeling at the moment? Okay. So you have to process your emotions. So even with negative emotions, you have to do the same thing. So it's not just being happy. It's more of what part of happy are you? Are you, you know, slightly happy? Are you medium happy? Are you extremely happy? How happy are you? So when you're breaking down, when it comes to emotional intelligence, it's about really understanding what part are you feeling. So another example of this would be guilty. Are you sorry? Are you regretful? Are you remorseful? Are you ashamed? If you're scared, are you startled, nervous, afraid, terrified? If you're tired, are you drowsy, sleepy, worn out, exhausted? If you're proud, are you capable? Are you pleased? Are you dignified? Are you triumphant? What are you? You're not just happy. You're not just angry. How angry are you? In what way are you angry? Because once you, once you figure that out, then it's going to be easier for you to decide whether or not it's, re it's worth reacting to. And that's how, number one, you're going to keep your stress level down. So when you learn about these emotions and how they work, 
This is just one example. And I broke my nail. Jesus. I hate breaking my nails, y'all. But that's how you know, you know, as far as how you feel. Because that way you're able to process that feeling. When you go to the doctor and you're saying you're in pain and they ask you from 1 to 10, are you pain? How much pain are you in? Then it tells you how much pain that you're in. Okay? Tells you how much pain you're in. Okay? So once you know how much pain you're in, then you understand how you're going to react to it. Because if you're tired, how tired are you? If you're scared, how scared are you? From 1 to 10, how scared are you? So if you realize that you're hurt, but how hurt are you? You're going to realize that, okay, it may start off 10 because you're on 10 and you're just ready to react because your body reacts to how you feel. So if your mind hears something, for example, so let's just say you find out the person you're with, you see them cheating. Okay, guess what? What you see goes to your body, goes to your mind. And before your mind can even process it, because we're not taught about feelings and how we're supposed to feel about things. What what tends to happen is that we end up just going off reaction and behavior goes off reaction. So you behave based on how you react. But if you're taught that you need to protect other people, again, same thing, then you're going to end up making the wrong choices versus you sitting down with yourself and asking yourself, do I really need to be involved in this? Do I really need to be involved in something that I have nothing to do with? Do I really need to? That's why you need to get as much information as you can about these things before you bring your feelings and emotions involved. Because if you automatically just jump the gun and you don't know all the information, you're going to end up hurt because and making the wrong choice because you're making the wrong decision based upon your emotions. So that's one thing. So let me go back here. And I'm trying to find. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and show y'all all of these emotional charts because for some reason if I try to pull them up they just don't work okay these are a lot of emotional charts here so this one here is one so there are different layers of emotions so oh I didn't mean to do that there are different different levels of emotions so for example, here you have happy, fear, surprise. Then you have some here. You can't really see it. Let me see if y'all can see it. Hold on. They actually sell these charts, actually. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. Because when you click on it, it may not let you see it. Which it doesn't. But anyway, let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. All right. So these are all different emotions that you may or may not feel. So as you can see here, there are three layers, depending on those layers. So depending on the three layers of emotions that you have determines basically how you feel. 
And based on that determines how you react. Now, if it's an extreme, when it comes to your reaction, you're someone that's a, what I call Russian roulette. You like to play Russian roulette with your life. And when you, when you get to the proving something to somebody, when it comes to the 13 things that I said, it can cause a lot of damage. It all centers around here. So based on how you feel is how those 13 things, love, like, appreciate, valued, wanted, needed to be a part of something, to be validated, to be approved of, to be accepted, to um, people to know your worth and to prove something, all stem around this here. So, you know, I have to try to um, pull these up and I'll show them to you. So, for example, these here. Which I don't know if I'm being to show it to you. I'm praying to God you can see it, but okay, you can't see this one. All right, bear with me a minute. I'm gonna show y'all this one. It's gonna be kind of big, so I'm gonna share my screen and show y'all this emotional chart that I'm looking at, and how this emotional chart is the beginning of what I do in my recovery. So when I do one-on-one sessions, I start here. So let's start here. All right, this chart here. It has love, joy, and then it has surprise, sad, anger, fear. Now, you might have a couple more depending on what chart you get. That's why you have to have multiple charts because multiple charts show different things. Now, between these charts... You get other emotions that are very much attached to this. Now, when you say love, is the, the next section is grateful, sentimental, affectionate, romance, romantic, enhanced, or enchanted. Then you have under grateful, you have thankful, and you have priesthood, sentimental, nonchalant, and tender, under affection, compassionate, warm-hearted, romantic, and normed and passionate. Then you have enchanted, which is rapturous and entrailed, intertrailed. So depending on the emotions that you feel. Now, some of these have more than one row. But basically, you have different type of emotions and words associated with it there are 120 emotions okay now why is all of this important because this has a lot to do with your peace and tranquility that's why your peace and tranquility is based upon how you are at peace but your emotions can cause chaos to your inner peace and tranquility that's why i wanted to bring this up because if you are emotional then you're going to be very hard to be at peace because you're not going to know how because you're too busy in your emotions. So if you don't know emotional intelligence and the importance of emotional intelligence, then you're not going to be at peace because you're going to be constantly dealing with chaos. If you're someone that is an adrenaline junkie, if you're someone that always got to be in something, then you're going to always have issues because you're going to always be in trouble. So you're never going to have peace. There are some people that just ain't never going to have peace. Because of the choices they've made. 
So even here, you have sadness and you have all of these different words that are associated with it. So you really have to decide based upon these levels, which one are you? Because sometimes once you start di dissecting a situation and the person involved and the people involved, sometimes you're like, it's not even worth me being mad about. It ain't worth it. Now, it don't mean that you don't have feelings about it. It just means that it ain't worth it. So what happens is the first step in recovery when it comes to your emotions is you dealing with the emotions far as physically meaning crying it out if you got to go to a gym and, and and go and box it out if you got to go for a run if you got to get a punching bag and commence the punching that's what you need to do you need to deal with those emotions and the hurt and whatever you feel the initial emotions for how you pretty much feel i'll do that later now once you figure that out once you have dealt with the emotions of what you just heard or how it reacts to you, then after you've dealt with the, the emotional, the initial reaction to it, then you have to, after you done calm down, after you done release that, that negativity or the negative reaction to it, now you have to sit down with yourself and really decide how you really truly feel. You're going to find out you're mad because you wasted time. You're mad because you could have been doing something else. You're mad because all your good years, you wasted on somebody that wasn't worth you. So once you start realizing that, that, that initial emotion is going to fade. Because you're going to be more mad about the fact that one, you were lied to. Number two, you were deceived. Number two, your, number three, your time was wasted. And you could have been doing something else. So... That's why I wanted to talk about it from that perspective because your emotions play a very big part in, you know, the choices and decisions that you make. But there are a lot of different of these wills that, you know, I I look at. So there are there are there are multiple different ones that I look at. Then there's this one here. Let me share my screen right quick. Let me share my screen. Give me a second. I'm trying to find the... Okay. So this here. This is an emotional spiral. And I'm going to try to see if I can pull it up. But this emotional... Okay, here it is. All right. Let me share my screen from here. Give me a second. Now, I'm going to go more in-depth in this um, a little bit as we go. Okay, this is an emotional um, spiral. So, this is what I meant when I said balance, okay? This is all the layers of emotions from top to bottom. The top ones are the more extreme emotions. The bottom ones are the more calmer emotions. In other words, these are emotions that you're just like, I ain't even going to worry about them. I'm not even going to dwell on it. It ain't even worth it. To the top ones that are more severe, 
more where I'm just going to end up putting my hands on you and doing all this other stuff to you. They're more extreme emotions. So just to go into a little of these, um, you have, well, now that the way they have it here, these emotions are the ones that are the, you know, positive words. And then the bottom, these are the ones that are more the negative words. So you have unconditional love and 100% integrity. So they broke it down based on unconditional love feelings and integrity feelings. And then you have boredom and different type of emotions. So you have unconditional love, which is empathy, forgiveness, passion, empowerment, um, generous, outer, outward focused, power, powerful, joy, patient, Confidence, self, positive self-taught, learn, self-love, happiness, security, acceptance, belief, playful, positive, curiosity, and peace. Integrity would be compromise or compassion, radiant, abundance, victor, knowledge, service, freedom, trust, humility, Seek for good, enthusiasm, gratitude, worth, cheerful, productive, expectations, organized, courage, serene, please, calm, optimistic. So depending on the spiral that you're on, that's one of the things I will talk about based on a spiral. So based upon a spiral would be the original emotions that you that you felt when you first heard whatever your five senses presented to you and how you reacted to it. So your initial reaction going to be at the top. And then as you go down the spiral, you're going to realize that some of these things just ain't worth it. So depending on how angry you are determines how your reaction is going to be. If your reaction is, I don't care, then it's going to be more so towards the bottom. If it's more so, I'm angry and frustrated, then it's going to be more so towards the top. If it's happy emotions, then it will go towards the top. So it just depends on the, the, the downward spiral that you're on. Because emotions ain't nothing but spiral. And they spiral out of control. But the question is, why are you spiraling out of control? Is it really worth you spiraling out of control? Because if it's not worth you spiraling out of control, then why are you letting your emotions have you all over the place? Just out of curiosity. So you don't have to spiral out of control to where you have self-pity and judgment and you want revenge and you're angry and you're depressed and you don't want to get to that place. You don't want to get where you end up doing something you can't take back. You definitely do not want to do that. You don't want to do do something that you're going to regret later that you can't take back. And that's, I think a lot of people play rush roulette that way and don't understand that there are consequences to your actions. So for every action, there absolutely is a reaction. So it's sad, but it's unfortunately true. So I just want people to understand. So... Everybody has been through an emotional spiral. Everybody. There's not one time you have not. 
Because when you're dealing with people, you're going to be dealing with emotional spirals anyway because you're going to have these people playing with your emotions. Some people are going to have you on a high, but then when that high come down, you'll do anything and everything to keep that high. And that's how it is in relationships. You'll do anything. It's, relationships can be an addiction. They really can. So I just wanted to show that. So there are different types of emotional charts. And then they also have an emotional iceberg as well. So you have like emotional levels. There's different types of um, charts. So you have emotional levels. So I'll just pick one for example. I'm trying to find where and where. Let's see. All right, I'll use this one for example. An example of emotional levels. Now, mind you, I'm going to go into these a little bit later. More in depth. All right, this one here. How are you feeling? Angry, frustrated, sad, calm, happy. Now... This particular one, depending on what the circumstance is, if we're trying to get you down to the bottom here where this little blue one is, for those of y'all on my podcast, you can't see it, but to get you calmer, these colors here are more negative because of the fact of the extreme. These are more calming colors depending on what the colors are. So you have, for example, this one that when you're is a thermometer and this is where you're going to be answering questions like why are you furious you're furious for you're angry for you're frustrated why you're worried about what and what are you happy about so when we do this going through these situations and breaking them down as I plan to do, you're going to have feelings about it. And so your initial reaction is what's going to be at the top. And then as you start dissecting it, you're going to start finding other words associated with how you feel because it's going to go from that original extreme anger to it being more of a calm. But like I said, that's the whole reason we do these charts. And that's why I, I will give my patients charts like this. Because before you react to something, before you confront somebody, before you do something, you need to do this chart. That way you can decide if whatever it is that has you upset or angry, is it even worth being angry in the first place? What are you really and truthfully mad about? Are you mad at them or are you mad at yourself because you wasted time? Are you mad at yourself because you got involved in something that you should never got involved in? Are you mad because they lied to you and they made you believe something that wasn't accurate? These are the things that we have to go through. So, these are charts that I would use on my clients because the only way you're going to know how you ended up on the journey and the path that you own how you ended up in the crazy situation that you was in, there then how you was in it. So there are different, you know, ones that you can use. And there's a whole bunch of them. 
So I would take some of these and I would probably would use them, but I would create my own. I would create my own and add some things to it. But you have different, like I said, there are different levels of emotions. So these emotional charts are very important. So like I said, these are the seven levels of the emotional scale. So I would definitely use those. And there's a point system. So when you start going through these, it's going to tell you, okay, these are the level of emotions that you're using. And based upon it, it will be a point system. So once we start going through it and dissecting those points, then you're going to realize, oh my God, this ain't even worth being mad about. So I want people to understand that. So there are definitely different types of emotional levels, as you can see here. So there are different types of emotional, different ones you can use. But I would more than likely create my own. So you have all of these different ones, like, again, happy, happy spirals and then the negative spiral. So these would definitely help you out when it comes down to um, dealing with your emotions. But then you also have what's called the emotional iceberg. And the emotional iceberg is when you are basically... Those are worksheets. Like I said, worksheets I probably would create and see where you are as far as your emotions. But this just gives you an idea. So, like I said, your emotion, your internal emotional state, your behavior, um, these are ones I would use. Because, like I said, um, based upon the different emotions that your emotional state is, will determine these words. So, we would go into each one of them and you explain to me why you feel the way you feel. So based upon that, I would create a actual emotional thing where you have to explain why you feel that way. And it's not a short little thing. I don't want it short. I want the long expressive version of it. I want um, I want it to be descriptive because I want to know why. It is not, I don't want just one sentence. I want a paragraph. For each one, I want you to thoroughly explain why you feel the way you feel. So there are different levels. So if you have, if there's some you don't see, then I will add, you know, I will have a chart of the 120 emotional feelings that you have. And then based upon that, we would add them on, I would add them on to the sheet. And then you have to break down why. So then what you would do is take those words, because I'm trying to do this all on the computer so you don't have to do it as far as on paper. But if you want to do it on paper, it's good too. But I want to do it on a computer where you can actually pull the words from one part and then add them to it. And then you can just go ahead and type in why you feel the way you feel. So like I said, there are different levels of emotions. So this is the behavior iceberg, and this right here is behavior, and then what's really going on. So this is what it looks like. So it would be like 
your behavior as far as the behavior, the choices, decisions, actions, and behavior, and then what's really going on. Because there's something that's triggering it. So this one is back talk, resistance, ignoring, disrespect, hitting, kicking, fighting, complaining, stealing, yelling, meltdowns, and tantrums. And what we're streaming from is stress, changes, transition, boredom, confusion, lack of control, anxiety, fear, worries, um, emotional disregulation, isolation, loneliness, overwhelm, certain uncertainty, um, lagging skills, temperamental, disconnected, um, unmet sensory needs so that's what i mean so you're going to go into one one particular anger frustration and you're going to describe the words that come to mind that basically off the original situation and how you felt at the moment based on those emotions and then the second ones are where is what is what's triggering it not who's triggering it but what what is triggering it what did that person do to trigger whatever it was that upset you and the words that are associated with how you felt when they did what they did that's how you're going to go about doing that that's how you're going to go about fixing that situation so that's how i would do this with helping my clients as far as recovery because it's important that you understand so how how these work so these are some of the things i would definitely definitely use so you may have one like this that has success so there's different there's just different layers of these that i would that i would definitely definitely use so depending on you know what where you are determines which one i'm gonna use so you have behavior and emotional and then you have of course here's anger and these are all the words that will go into that particular one so this just gives you an idea of you know recovery and how i do recovery i do recovery very different than most people because like i said in order to get to your inner peace and tranquility, you got to figure out where is the anger coming from? Where is the frustration coming from? Where is these negative emotions coming from? And letting and finally letting it go and giving it to the higher power and letting the higher power deal with these people. Because there's not really much you can do at the end of the day. You can just be you and that's it. That's pretty much all you can do. So, like I said, you know, it sucks the fact that you have a lot of people that impact other people's lives and don't care about their time, don't care about what they have been through, don't care about what they're dealing with. It sucks. But like I said, I wanted to have this conversation because, like I said, I, I'll use my I'll use me. The, the, the situation that I had with this specific person, how do I feel? Um... If I had to use words from the emotional chart, I would probably say upset, hurt, confused, um, I'd probably say my, my, my initial reaction would be upset, not angry, but upset.
Um, it would be hurt after I've calmed down a little bit. It would be hurt. It would be confusion. It would be sad. It would be fear. So it would be a lot of different emotions. So it's not just one. Now, what one word does it stem from? It's It stems from sad more so. I'm more so sad than I am angry. Because, like I said, I tried to do the right thing. And the person doesn't seem to understand that. So again, like I said, you know... This is a story of my life anyway. And I'm used to people reacting this way. So it's nothing new. So like I said, you know, these are not very easy journeys to deal with. Um... But like I said, define your inner peace and tranquility. You have to accept things for what they are and not what you want them to be. Um, you can't sit up here and think that because you want something from somebody, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the job. Sometimes you have to accept rejection. You got to accept the fact that things are what they are and you have to just try to live with it. Um, is it easy not driving? No. Am I going to have to go without groceries? Probably so. But I'll figure something out. At the end of the day, I'm not going to make somebody stay there somewhere they don't want to be. And I'm not going to continue to argue. I am somebody that can, I can love somebody enough to let them go. But then again, that's always been a story of my life anyway. I'm used to losing people, so... Losing people is not something that I'm shocked about or even angry about. But that's the whole point of having your peace and your tranquility is understanding that reality and the reality of things that you may not want to face, but it's just something you have to face, unfortunately. Unfortunately, whether you want something or not, it doesn't mean that it's meant for you. It doesn't mean that just because you want to be around certain people or you want certain things doesn't mean you're going to get it. Sometimes if we don't appreciate the things that we have, things can be stripped at the end of the day. We make choices and we have to live with the choices that we have made. And that's just something we just have to do. So either we can sit here and cry about it or we can continue to figure out how to go about making certain things better. That's the way I look at it. You know, I can sit here all day long and talk about coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But I can't change it. It is what it is. And all I can do is just say, you know what? I gave it. I tried. It's not working. And I'm just going to do me. Um, I'm not worried about it. You know, I, I feel like this. If the person wants to go, then they should go. I'm not making nobody stay at this point. I've lost too many people. And I'm not I'm not to the point where I'm begging anybody to stay. And I'm... And I'm not really gonna worry about it. I will figure out what I'm gonna do. I will make what I need to make happen with or without other people. Just like my business, I had to learn that, you know, regardless of whether I have help or not, I'm gonna get my business off the ground. I'm gonna get this book written. I'm gonna do what I need to do. So 
I'm not letting nobody stand in the way of my greatness or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. But at the same time, you can't make people stay somewhere they don't want to stay. So you have to just let it go and just, you know, move on. That's pretty much about it. So I'm going to leave it here. So like I said, finding your inner peace and tranquility, it means accept things for what they are. Not what you want them to be, not how you think they should be, just as they are. If people don't accept you, just walk away. It's the easiest way and the easiest thing to do. So at the end of the day, we have to accept our circumstance. And we made the choices that we made, and now we have to live with those choices. And even after, we still got to live with them. We made these choices and we have to deal with the choices and we laid down and we had kids. We had a chance to go a different route. We chose not to. And now we have to take everything that come with it. And a lot of people just are not ready to do that, but you have to. And that's a form of recovery. You made a choice and you got to live with it. That's it. I don't have to live with it, but you do. So at the end of the day, that's how you get your peace and your tranquility because You learn to keep your standards. You learn that you can't make people stay. You have to face reality. You have to, you know, try not to get upset because of the word no or rejection. You just learn that it's just not meant for you and you just got to keep pushing. When people walk out your life, you got to accept the fact that there is an expiration date and that person chose to walk and there's nothing you can do. There's no point of fighting for somebody who doesn't want to be kept. There's no point of trying to make somebody stay somewhere they don't want to be, and I'm not doing that at this point. So all I can say to my friend is, if he wants to leave, then there's a door. I'm not holding on to anybody. I'm not going to make anybody stay somewhere they don't want to be. I'm just not. And I'm not going to make some man want me that doesn't. I'm just not wasting my time like that. And that's a part of my recovery because that's what I've dealt with. And that's what I've done in the past. I've tried to convince people why we should be together, why we should be friends. No, I'm not doing that no more. I am done trying to convince people of anything. I will figure out my own way. I always do. So I just wanted to do this podcast just tell y'all. If you treasure your inner peace and tranquility... To understand not everybody is you. Not everybody's raised like you. Not everybody deal with things the way that you deal with them. And you just have to let it go and move on. You got to continue to move because there are other people that don't have the opportunity. So just continue to move. Keep doing you and keep handling your business accordingly. Everything else will basically work itself out. So with that being said, I am... I'm getting ready to go and clean up my house and get ready for tomorrow because I got a vacuum. I'm about to do that now. Vacuum the floors in my bedroom, clean my bathrooms. My kitchen is good. I done wiped everything down. I pretty much got most everything done. It's just I got to wash clothes tomorrow. So like I said, sometimes you got to realize you're going to be doing everything. Not everybody's going to have help. Not everybody's going to have people that's going to be there for you. Not everybody's going to do things without there being conditions. So, it is what it is. But I wish my friend the best because I can't make him stay here. And I'm not going to. And I have to learn to live without him. 
because his heart is somewhere else and I'm not holding nobody back from anything. I'm just not selfish like that. I just moved where I'm at. I'm going to find my own way. I am going to get to the point where I'm going to drive. And when I do, then I'll be able to learn my way around and find some places to hang out and find some things to do. Find me a barber to cut my hair. And that's just pretty much going to be it. I'm just going to enjoy this new this new ride that I'm on. And if I got to do it alone, I'm cool with it. Like I said, I'm, I'm one of these people. I don't hold on to people. I don't. That's why I tell my mom I never wanted to make friends because the disappointment of losing people is just a lot to bear. And for some of us, we don't want to do that because when we're friends with people, we want to be friends to death to us part. And a lot of people ain't trying to do that. A lot of people are not understanding. Like I said, it's too many people to have friendships based upon conditions. And me, I don't do that. I don't put I don't put conditions on my friends and I don't put conditions on my family. I don't. I don't do that. I don't do things because I have to or because you force me to do it. I do it because I choose to do it because I really want to see you happy. Not because I want anything from you in return. That's not how I operate. So y'all, and plus I gotta um do my computer, so I appreciate y'all. Without y'all, there is no me. I'd be nothing without y'all. I really wouldn't be. So I just wanted to do this video because I got one. I got to do it at 8 o'clock and I might do it at 7. So let me go ahead and finish up. I might do it early. I might do it an hour early. That one is going to be about um, a lot of the foods and stuff we see in the store and about how um, those things are impacting other people. So that being said, uh, and plus I got, a, I got another channel I got to create. So with that being said, I thank you guys for joining me for this episode. But like I said, finding your peace and tranquility is accepting things for what they are. Not for what you want them to be. Not being in these fantasy worlds. But seeing people for who they truly are. And understanding that you're different. And you may people may not think like you. They may not walk like you. They may not do anything like you. Because everybody is raised in the United States differently. So all you can do is just, you know, let go. And just move forward. So I'm not worried about it at this point. If our friendship is over, then there's nothing I can do about it. I want him to find his happiness. I want him to find what he's looking for. And if where he's going is where he needs to be, then I'm not holding him back. But I'm not going to sit around here and wait. When there are other people that I can meet here and do things with and go out with and have fun with. Because that's just where I'm at right now. So I feel like that his his heart is somewhere else. And mine is here. Because like I said, where I'm at is very beautiful. And there's a lot to do here. And I'm sure I will find a lot to do. But I just have to sit still for a little bit because I'm going through these medical issues and... I'll figure out how to get around if I got to order. If I got to, if I have to just order like the uh, Hello Fresh stuff every week, I'll just do that. I'll, I'll figure it. One thing about me, I will figure out a way to do what need to be done. If I got to order my waters and stuff and certain things, then I will do that. So I might just look into Hello Fresh because I think you get unlimited uh, breakfast when you do. So if I got to do that until. I um 
you know, can get to a store, then I'll do that. But at least that stuff will be fresh foods and stuff. And hopefully they have no soy or anything that's going to give me allergies. So we'll see. But like I said, if I have to do Weight Watchers, whatever I need to do, then I will do what I'm going to do. So I'll be okay. I don't, I don't believe in holding people back. I don't. I don't believe in trying to hold somebody back or make somebody be in a relationship with me that just doesn't want to be there. So if, you know, like I said, I'm going to handle my business accordingly. And I'm very sure he probably thinks I did this to be delivering. No, I use this because, like I said, maybe it can help other people. At the end of the day, you cannot make people stay somewhere they don't want to be. You just can't. And you can't hold on to people that don't want to be kept. And you can't do people wrong and think they're not consequences. So, like I said, I... And besides, I don't think I belong in his world anyway. Which is too different. Like I said, you know, he's got his own thing going on. I have my own thing going on. And I think that's something I'm, I'm coming to realize is that we're just in different places in our lives. I'm more so I want to settle down. I want to have a, I want to settle down. I want to get married. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I don't have any children. So I really would like to enjoy before my son comes down here, my mom comes down here. I would like to enjoy being here instead of me being cooped up in the house. And I might just end up, you know, I'm plugging up my headphones and taking a walk. So we shall see. I digress. So with that being said, y'all, I appreciate y'all for joining me for this episode. Y'all know who I am, but welcome to my world. I found my peace and tranquility, and I'm not letting nobody mess that up. So that's the first part of recovery, finding your inner peace and tranquility and healing. It's really going into isolation, um, going into uh, the hibernation stage, and then going into a cocoon stage. So it's really a healing stage that a lot of people don't know about. And meditation ain't going to do it. It's more than meditation. Meditation is good because you're able to, you know, sit still. But for some people, that just doesn't work for them. Some some reason, even with me, meditation don't work for me. But I am going to do, do some exercise. Find me something to exercise after I vacuum this flow. Because I need to vacuum this floor. I need to vacuum my room clean my bathrooms but after I do that I think I'm going to exercise I might sit back curl up under a blanket watch a good movie go to bed by 8 because I got to be up early so welcome to my world as I say recovery is an everyday thing recovery it's always going to be something so it's just all in how you, it's not how you fall it's how you rise and it's really how you cope with it but you have every right to be emotional. You have every right to feel how you feel. But in the a lot of people don't really care about your feelings. They just care about what you can do for them. And I'm sorry, I'm just not that type of person. I'm not somebody that's with somebody because of what they can do for me. I'm not asking anybody to do anything for me. So, welcome to my own recovery. But like I said, it just shows my growth. And it just shows that I'm, a, I'm just going to be the bigger person. I love people enough to let them go. Like I said, I'm I'm used to being by myself. I'm used to being alone. I'm used to not having friends. I'm used to a lot of things. And that's just the thing. It just takes you back to a certain time. 
it takes you back to that person that said you never wanted friends because people never like you. And then now you realize that you as a kid was right when you said that. So a lot of people try to force their children to basically be friends with people they have nothing in common with, which in terms is why we're in the situations we're in now, because everybody's pushing these narratives about relationships that really don't work. And for some people, they're just meant to be alone, and that's okay. Some people ain't meant to have kids. Some people, again, you know, if people are going to run around and say that only a specific amount of people can be in relationships, then what's the point of me trying to be in one? I might be alone the rest of my life. But then people get mad because people are alone and they're doing their own thing and they're making good money and they're not studying it. Now you're mad because these people are not paying you no attention. Because she's doing what she need to do. So, with that being said, I thank y'all for joining me for these episodes, y'all. I'm going to go finish cleaning and get ready for tomorrow. Cause like I said, I'm just focused on the present and the future. I'm not focused on today. Like I said, I'm a good person. I have a good heart. I am not somebody that's selfish like that. So I just got to figure out my own way right now. So even though I don't have a lot of groceries in my house right now, I'll just make do. I'm not really hungry today. I'm not really going to eat anything today. But tomorrow I have some ravioli and I have some... Some vegetables, so I'll, I'll I'll be okay. And if I have to go to you know Publix, I can just get some day by day. Just get enough, not really a lot of stuff that I gotta bring in the house, but just get little by little. You know stuff that I have. You know if I want to just get some cookies, I can go get some cookies. If I want whatever I want, I just go get it. That's it. I'm not I'm not depending on nobody. I'm just gonna do for myself. And if I can't go, then I have to just stay home. And that's the difference between him and I. I accept my circumstance. I'm not trying to force myself to leave my circumstance because even if I try to drive, ain't no telling what may happen. Plus, I got clothes to, clothes to wash when I get off work. I got other stuff I got to do. So again, I'm on my own, which is the story of my life. So sometimes we have to accept we may not ever get married. We may not ever have relationships based upon society. And not saying that there's not somebody out there for us. It just means that we're not out here looking for it. We're not trying to make it happen. We're just accepting our circumstance for what it is. And we're just focusing on that. And then as that gets better, then we'll see what happens in the future. But right now, I'm just focused on my overall health and wellness. And if I have to stay home, then I just have to stay home. I have to just make the best of my circumstance until I'm able to drive. And that will be one day at a time. So, with that being said, welcome to my reality. Matter of fact, it's funny. I just prayed about this this morning. Just prayed about this. And God just showed me what, why, you know, he said that he put me in isolation in the first place. So, there you go. So, that being said, I appreciate y'all for joining me for this episode. I am out of here. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Without y'all, there is no me. I'll be nothing without y'all. So let me get to it. I will talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Oh, and don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and notification button to receive notifications of my videos on YouTube and Facebook and my other channel. Hit the like and subscribe as well and, and follow me as well. And I'll see you guys later.
Have a good day.